0: as I try to do my best Sean Morash impression to open up one giant step. We always thank you for taking it with us. I am producer Adam Marmick. You've heard the name. Now you're seeing the face and the voice leading in the show with, of course, Paul DeTino. As we continue, Paul, to try to figure out what Big Blue is planning for the Week 18 matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. How are we, sir, as the season is winding down? Good morning. Good to
1: talk to you, Adam. I think I uh, was correct in asking coach Brian Dable for a load management day on Monday and Tuesday so that I could take it easy with some of his players. And indeed, it has allowed me to calm down some off of the high from last weekend when the Giants did clinch a playoff spot.
0: You better believe it. If not for the video coverage of Daniel Jones giving the team off that extra day of rest, I wouldn't have been sure that it wasn't Paul in the locker room saying, guys, we'll see (laughs) you on Wednesday. But ultimately, they do get the extra rest. We are going to talk about what Brian Dable plans on doing heading into this Week 18 matchup that in theory does not have a lot for the Giants to accomplish, certainly not from a playoff seeding standpoint, and from what the matchups are going to be. That's out of their control, what that wildcard playoff game is going to look like for them, knowing, though, that they are 100% in the playoffs. But we start with, unfortunately, I think in some ways, coming off that great win over the Colts, clinching the playoff berth, the media did have some follow-up questions for Kayvon Thibodeau uh, in regards to the sack on Nick Foles and the celebration after it. I I did find it, and I think you're going to have the same sentiments, a little bit frustrating the way in which they approach covering something like this around a rookie who had injuries early in the season, is trying to get to a place where he's a high-level impact leader for this defensive unit. It did feel a little bit to me like they were trying to pin him into a corner and get something out of him for a tasty tidbit.
1: Yeah, I, I think so too, Adam. And and in, in reality, there are a lot of layers to unpack in this particular issue. But let's start with the first layer, all right? He did the Snow Angel celebration. Foles was hurt. Tipito had said after the game, he didn't realize Foles was actually that badly injured when he was doing it. Then he goes to the sideline. He does the ninety night sleep thing, all right? I've said this, and I'm on record everywhere that I've been, I'm an old school guy. I'm an anti-celebration guy. I personally think that the NFL has gone way overboard with all of their choreographed celebrations. Yep. So I'd like to see all that stuff gone anyway, because quite frankly, if it's gone,
0: then you don't have people questioning others' intentions, do you? Yeah. I I, got to be honest with you. In that moment, um, we look at it and we say what? I can say... It doesn't look great lying there next to a player who looks like he may have injured himself in some way. And also it's understandable that cave on Thibodeau got the sack. He is just thinking about celebrating and being jubilant about it. So the idea that you can't give a player a pass on a moment like that, of maybe he wasn't aware. He understands what his goal is, what, what he's there to accomplish. I think it's okay. And, And to your point, I probably have a little bit of that old school mentality or well, I don't need all the excessive celebrations. There's a long game to play every single Sunday, and it's all right to get up and move on to that next play. So I'm not, I don't think there's much more to say beyond that, other than it was, if you just look at the play isolated. A really important play for Kayvon Thibodeau and that continued growth for him, where he no right. longer shows that hesitation that he did earlier in the season, right? I think there were times when he wanted to both protect against that ball, get into the outside, and also get after the quarterback. He's playing, we almost, I think, forget he's a rookie. He's playing with that instinctual kind of skill set that we knew he had coming into the Giants organization. He's showing over
1: the last month that he's an impact player and yeah. not just with these crushing hits. But with the fact that he's he's coming up with them in big spots and big games and, and he's becoming someone who the offensive coordinators have to worry about. He's becoming a headache player, as I like to call them, when they're trying to construct their game plan on Monday night. The other part to this onion, as we unpeel it, is when Jeff Saturday, the yeah. Colts head coach, had said it was tasteless and he really kind of got on. Thibodeau for the quote celebration well of course a couple of days later the writers get their first chance to talk to Thibodeau and what do they do well what was your reaction to Jeff Saturday criticizing you and Thibodeau not knowing who Jeff Saturday is because a Thibodeau is a young rookie in this league B Jeff Saturday just got the job about a month and a half ago when he took over the Colts as their head coach. So Thibodeau doesn't know who he is from anybody. In fact, he even admitted to us when he got drafted that he didn't know much about NFL history. Now we can argue whether or not that's, that's good or bad. I kind of like to think that guys will study up a little bit more on their profession, but he, he then told us he didn't know much about NFL history. So even if Jeff Saturday is one of the great centers, that this league has seen in the last 30 years, I think it's plausible that he did not know the name Jeff Saturday. Right. So when he made the comment, which has been taken out of context, and he has been getting literally hung by his toenails for mm-hmm. that, I don't know who Jeff Saturday is. Therefore, uh, if I don't know a guy, I don't care what he says. I care about what people say when I know them. Well, I, I get
0: it. I can't yeah, If the question was, "Did you hear what Coach Jeff Saturday had to say?" Different about question. Play, give him some different confidence.
1: question. Yeah. Yes. Did you hear what the Colts head coach had to say about your display? Yeah. That's a different question than did you hear what Jeff Saturday said about you? As far as Kayvon Thibodeau is concerned, and I'm not going to get into his head, but I was there during the the the, the interaction with the media. I got the impression not only did he not know who Jeff Saturday was, but the way they were baiting him, and they asked him a similar question like three or four times. It could have just as easily had been one of those talking heads on FS1 or ESPN1 right. or ESPN2. And,
0: and so frankly, he's you thinking don't want to himself, to
1: like that. right? Yes. He's he's thinking to himself. I don't know who this guy is. It sounds like he's just one of those opinionated talking heads. And so his answer reflected a, an attitude as opposed to maybe being respectful if he was asked, Hey, the Colts head coach said this about it. He wasn't too fond of your issue of, of, of what you did. What would you say to him? Well, now, if someone asks me the question that way, now I'm thinking, okay. Colts head coach, there's a certain command uh, or a a respect that is commanded by the position and the title. I'm now going to answer the question in a much more relaxed and respectful manner, as opposed to Mr. X, who I have no idea who he is, and clearly the writers were baiting him. So, and I think it's very interesting too. The other quote that they came after him on was about how he's paid to get after quarterbacks right? And be an impact player. And that's what he did. But the part that was left out of context in many of the stories is when he said, quote, you don't play the game for anybody to get injured. Yep. But I play defense. They brought me here to be a savage and take over the game. Okay. In its full context, you don't hear a man who wants to injure somebody in that quote. Right. But when you slice the quote and just take that second part, boy, it makes him sound pretty vicious, doesn't it?
0: In totality, it sounds like an energetic young player looking to be an impact player for his team. And in little tiny chunks, it sounds like someone who's maybe not fully aware or fully thoughtful around the totality of the game and what can happen on any given play. It's a really good point, Paul, around that. Yeah,
1: Adam, Adam, in all honesty, I think part of this is he's a rookie. He's very well-spoken. He's not afraid to be outspoken, and he's a very affable guy. It's easy to listen to him and talk to him because he speaks very, very well with a lot of confidence and assertiveness. So I think as a rookie, he made the mistake of falling into the trap, and he got baited, and they took him out of context, and now they put a, 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 a nasty cloud over his head. I think if he's six or seven years into the league and the same issue happens again, he probably knows how to avoid it or understands how he's being backed into a corner and figures a way out. And by the way, in this particular
0: case, he's a rookie and and he got pinned. And this is why players don't give give interesting answers. This is why they don't go in depth with their responses, because ultimately, sometimes you feel like if I say it the wrong way, if I speak too much on this, then all of a sudden it becomes a clip. It becomes a sound bite, And I start to get painted in a certain way that does not represent who I am as a player or what I want to be on the field. That Adam, you're so
1: right. We You're are so going- right. Oh, well, listen,
0: <laughs> excuse me. I'm going to go ahead and then print that out quote and hang it on my bulletin board. <laughs> I am so right from Paul DeTino. At this time, though, we're going to turn our attention over to now the week ahead. Obviously, the extra rest day rewarded by Daniel Jones to the team. What does it mean for this week 18 matchup? And what does Paul DeTino think about whether or not the Giants and Brian Dable should be resting key players or maybe everybody? We'll also hear from one Sean Morash as I generously battle out from the conversation and allow Sean to take over.